Hey guys, my name is John Kim. I'm a licensed therapist and life coach, putting self-betterment into a shot glass. Because let's face it, who's got that much time these days? I come unpolished, unrehearsed, on purpose. If you're looking for more of a wine glass, you've come to the wrong place. To hold space, you've heard this term before, the idea of holding space, most likely from a friend who has recently tried therapy for the first time. And she's now bringing all that psychobabble into her everyday life. And that includes all the conversations she's having with you. Uh, like CrossFitters saying crush in every sentence after they drank from the Kool-Aid. I was one of them. I'm going to crush this burger. You crushed that crossword puzzle. I'm going to crush this nap. Okay, you get it. Well, although you have uh, may have overheard this term, it doesn't make it any less important. It's actually... I believe, one of the most important life skills to have. So first, let's talk about what it means to actually hold space. And I'll simplify, as I do, bring it to street level. It means to not make it about you. And at the end of the day, that's, that's what it means. It means to make it about someone else. Now, most people cannot do this, or they decide not to, um, or, or they're not used to doing it, and that's why they actually can't. It's like a muscle that you have to exercise uh, because we're wired to want, to take, to seek from others. We don't want to accept someone's opinions and, and worldviews, especially if they don't match ours, and especially if we care about them, right? Like the more that we care about someone, the more that we want them to match our blueprints and the way that we walk through life and the way that we see the world. Like if we if we don't care about someone, and this is really kind of ironic and interesting, if you could, you know, if you just take a stranger, right, it's actually easier to hold space for that person, meaning be neutral and not judgmental, and we'll get into it uh, in a little bit, but it, because because we don't care about them other than the fact that they are a human being. But when you take your best friend or your daughter or your you know whoever. Um, it's much harder, even though you love them, of course, it's much harder to come in without any angles, you know, to come in, uh, with, with, to come in, but leaving all your shit at the door. I'm Korean and I grew up, um, having to take my shoes off for most of my life because that's how Korean people are in their homes. And, uh, Holding space means to take your take your shoes off, and by shoes I mean uh, all all your shit, your perspectives, your point of view, your opinions, um, everything that is yours. Leave that shit at the door, and then enter the house. Right. So, mo- for most people, it's really hard to do that. So let's get more into what holding space means and why it's important. Um, it's it it means basically the opposite of what I just said. Um, which is, you know, to convince, to control, to manipulate, to judge, to take, to want someone, to change someone, you know, all that stuff, to be passive aggressive, uh, to come in with angles and our own wants and needs. So the opposite of that is to give, right? And to give doesn't just mean you're giving someone your time. I understand time is important and it's valuable, uh, but to give means to give someone your ear and your heart without judgment, right? To give empathy, to give compassion, to accept one's truth. That is giving. Not to um, take someone's truth 
add your spin or your opinion or why their truth isn't good for them <laughs> and and uh, filter it through your uh, lenses and your story and then give it back to them. That is not giving, that is taking. So to allow, to accept, to embrace instead of grab, to be non-judgmental, to come in neutral, to come for them, not for you, right? So why is this ability important? How will this change your life? Well, first let me say, that if you are not holding a safe space for the people that you care about, you can't expect them to hold a safe space for you. And if people aren't holding a safe space for you, um, your life space is, is going to be stunted. You know, your growth is going to be stunted. Your container is cracked because when people don't hold safe spaces for you, they're not allowing you to be authentically you, right? They're not encouraging, supporting, and embracing who you are. Instead, they're making you grayed out, right? They're turning you down. They're putting a ceiling over you. And they may not even be aware of it. You know, a lot of our parents do this. Um, our parents love us, you know? I mean, we're, we're their children. They're always going to love us. But they're not aware that they're not holding a safe space because of their injection of um, their definitions and labels and what they think is best for me, for you. And, and listen, it's coming from a loving place, but they're not aware that that's actually grabbing and not creating a safe space. Now, if they were aware, and listen, our parents um, are dried cement, they, <laughs> they're probably not going to change, right? They also grew up in a different generation, so there are reasons why. We, luckily, are the self-help generation, the self-betterment generation. I mean, self-betterment has never been <clears throat> as cool as it is now, and because of the internet, um, so accessible. It's We've never lived in a time where uh, looking inward, <laughs> meditating, all of the stuff that we're doing now is uh, a way to live. It's always been woo-woo. It's always been... Um, you know, something that weird people do, um, and no one had time for it. Now it's become a becoming a lifestyle. It's a way of life, and people are putting it uh, way at the top of their list because the old shit didn't work. And I think that is amazing, um, and that it's it's a great time. So my point is, uh, we should expect more from ourselves today, right? The people growing up today. Um, I'm talking to you then we should our parents because they didn't have these kind of tools. They didn't have podcasts to remind them <laughs> to create a safe space or to get out of spaces that are not safe, right? Um, they didn't have, uh, man, self-betterment books are, you know, a billion-dollar business now because there's so many of them. Um, I mean, self-betterment in general is a multi-billion-dollar business, and before it was never like that. So, I mean, I was just, uh, the other day, I was just thinking about uh, my mom's story because I went out to breakfast with her. And man, she grew up in a world where it was war stricken. She had to, uh, it was poverty. Uh, this was Seoul, Korea before, you know, before Hyundai, before it became, um, Korea now is, is advanced and it's like any big city, but before all of that. So when she was a kid, and it wasn't that long ago, when she was a kid, uh, it was all country, and it was you know bathrooms outside, and uh, uh, people stealing rice, and and uh, carrying pails of water into the village, like all that, right? So, 
the idea of self-betterment doesn't even make sense in that world. <laughs> like, they're basically about survival, right? So anyway, I'm, I'm kind of going off into a tangent, but the reason why it's important is that it's only in safe spaces. It's only in soil that uh, doesn't have judgment and angles and uh, a space that you can create or someone can give you that is going to um, champion you and your story and who you are, right? These are the spaces that are going to promote growth exponentially. Um, and in that, you're going to connect to yourself and be happy. Uh, when you are in a toxic relationship, for example, right, which is obviously not a safe space, it's almost impossible to grow because the the space that you're in um is not accepting and is judgmental and is controlling. It's everything that is going to um, take away your voice instead of allow you to stand on your voice, right? It's going to um, take away your truth instead of allowing your, yourself to practice and, 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 and live an honest life that is honest to you and stand on your truth, right? It's going to force you to exchange your truth for membership, right? So whether that be for love, approval, validation, maybe because you feel like that's what a relationship looks like. Um, I don't know, but a safe space, the ability to hold a safe space is crucial. Um, it's crucial for you to give safe spaces and it's crucial for you to receive safe space, safe spaces. Now, if you are a coach, especially a life coach or a therapist, um, I mean, you can't be one without it, right? <laughs> you can't you can't go into sessions and create unspace uh, spaces and hope your client uh, is going to thrive and grow. So, I think it's important for everyone. And uh, speaking of safe spaces, I get more into this in my audio course called "Bulletproof Your Relationship," and. Um, it's got like nine hours of, of our audio and a ton of homework assignments. Uh, go to my Instagram and click on my profile and you will see it there. I think everyone has a responsibility to bring more to the table um, and to work on themselves if they're going to choose to love someone. And it all starts with creating a safe space. Thanks for tuning in. I hope the dialogue was helpful. Listen, guys, if you want to be a life coach, just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, and click on Life Coaching Training, and you'll find our Catalyst Intensive. There's only two things you need to be a life coach, a story, which everyone has, and a passion to help others. Before you go, I wanted to give you something, something I made. It's a relationship toolkit because the world needs better, healthier relationships so we could all love harder so go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash podcast. That's www.theangrytherapist.com forward slash podcast. It's super simple. And we will email you my relationship toolkit.